The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the first day of spring here in winter weary Boston. And the 189th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also later in the show, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week was clearly day one of March Madness, uh, perhaps the best opening day ever, as uh, evidenced by five games being decided by one point, which is a tournament record. But the headline of yesterday clearly was the 14 seeds, Georgia State and UAB beating a pair of three seeds. UAB beat Iowa State and Georgia State beat Baylor. And there were many other close games throughout the day, as I just said, the one-pointers. And the highlight within the highlights was clearly uh, the Georgia State coach, Ron Hunter, who ruptured his Achilles tendon celebrating the championship that got him into the NCAA last weekend. Uh, But falling off his stool uh, when his son RJ hit the game-winning three-pointer yesterday uh, to secure the victory over Baylor. It was just great theater. He is a tremendous personality, to say the least. He's stealing the show at this point in time. And he stole the show yesterday, and given everything that went on uh, from noon past midnight, uh, that's quite a statement. Great personality. He talked about how he wished every dad in America could experience what he experienced, his son draining uh, a three-pointer from way outside the arc. It would have been a way outside the arc in the NBA, for that matter. And it was just, again, great theater as he fell off his stool and it was just electric. My low light of the week were the two of the Boston entries, Harvard and Northeastern, just missing epic upsets yesterday. Uh, both teams had the ball at the end, 
both losing with a chance to win. Neither could, unfortunately, get it done. And they both played fabulous games uh, against great teams. Harvard fell to North Carolina, and Northeastern fell to Notre Dame. And it was just, uh, they really did Boston proud, but uh, it would have been nice to see them go a little further. So now we have Providence left representing the New England region. They played tonight, late, and uh, we'll see how they do, uh, as we all know. Quite a history with Providence, so uh, they're capable of a run, that's for sure. And my bizarre story of the week was SMU, the goaltending call to lose to UCLA. You simply never see that, which is why it's so bizarre. Never see that. For that to be the game ender, the way that game went, SMU down most of the game, and then storm back. I think they went on something that sounds like a 17-0 run. Then UCLA fights back with Steve Alford's son, draining threes, and then uh, culminating with the goaltending call, uh, it was really, uh, you know, spectacular theater next to uh, next to Ron Hunter of Georgia State, probably the most interesting uh, ending and certainly the most interesting ending to a game itself because uh, it was highly, highly unusual. Veterans uh, who have been around for decades said they've never seen it before. And speaking of SMU, my event of the week that I covered was the American Athletic Conference Men's Basketball Championship on Sunday as SMU defeated UConn, defending national champion UConn, I might add. The atmosphere in the sold-out XL Center in Hartford was simply spectacular. Uh, You know, following UConn's two last-second comebacks the previous two days, led by guard Ryan Boatwright, uh, carrying on the legacy of Shabazz Napier and uh, taking them deep and performing in March. Also, Kemba Walker a few years back. So the string of outstanding guard play in March for UConn continued. Um, on Sunday, you know, SMU pretty much led most of the game. I was great seat right at the baseline. AAC took very good care of me. I was there last Thursday, as you know that I talked about it on my show last Friday. So UConn made another run Sunday, as they have been doing throughout that tournament. The crowd was going absolutely crazy. It was UConn Nation at its best. And again, these are the defending national champions. But... SMU was ranked 20. They're coached by another legend, Larry Brown. Uh, They held on and, of course, went on to the NCAA tourney. Uh, They would have gone either way, of course, given their number 20 ranking. But uh, they earned it by winning the championship. And while UConn season ended, losing uh, to Arizona State in the NIT in Storrs, Connecticut, on Wednesday night, as Boatwright didn't play because he hurt his shoulder in the championship game against SMU. Uh, the season's over. The, the reign as national champion is over. But uh, UConn, UConn in March, there's something else. Uh, or as AAC Commissioner Mike Oresco said at the lunch last Thursday, kicking off the championship, Connecticut is the epicenter of college basketball. 
And what I saw certainly uh, made it seem that way all weekend long. It was just awesome. Uh, and prior to that, of course, the women's American Athletic Women's Championship, of which I covered the championship game there. So now we have the UConn Women's Juggernaut under Coach Gino Ariama, who, by the way, was at the championship game setting under the basket uh, at the men's title game along with his team. So now they begin defense of their title tomorrow night uh, on the UConn campus in stores at uh, Cozy Gamble Pavilion. So this leads into an exciting upcoming event that I will be covering next weekend, which is the Business of Sports Spring Conference, put on by Shooting Touch, an organization founded right here in my town of Medfield by Justin and Lindsay Kettridge. Since its inception in 2007, Shooting Touch has grown from a local grassroots Boston basketball organization to an international presence. They have programming on three continents and seven countries and are positively impacting uh, over 3,500 youths a year through the power of sports. So to give you a quick flavor of uh, the conference I'll be covering next weekend, uh, let's listen to this audio description. Hey, Boston, do you love sports? Well, the greatest sports city in the world is now hosting the greatest sports conference on March 28th and 29th at Babson College. Come and hear ESPN's Jai McMullen, Celtics coach and owner Brad Stevens and Steve Pagliuca, and many more talk about how they broke into the sports industry, the business of sports, and the power of networking. Tickets are going fast and on sale now at shootingtouch.com. Nike, New Balance, Red Sox, iSlide, 47 Brand, Adidas, and many more will be there. Will you? Again, tickets on sale at shootingtouch.com. So as you just heard, it should be a great conference at Babson College, just 15 minutes from my house. And additional speakers and panelists will be there from the L.A. Clippers, Red Sox, and Major League Soccer. Of course, the uh, apparel brands that were mentioned, Nike, 47 brand will be there. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. Weekend conference, and uh, it's going to be exciting. So now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, Obama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey Boston, do you love sports? Well, the greatest sports city in the world is now hosting the greatest sports conference on March 28th and 29th at Babson College. Come and hear ESPN's Jai McMullen, Celtics coach and owner Brad Stevens and Steve Pagliuca, and many more talk about how they broke into the sports industry, the business of sports, and the power of networking. Tickets are going fast and on sale now at shootingtouch.com. Nike, New Balance, Red Sox, iSlide, 47 brand, Adidas, and many more will be there. Will you? Again, tickets on sale at shootingtouch.com. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, Obama Magazine. And A.P., how you doing today? I'm doing great, John. How are you? Good. Thank you for calling in, as always. And uh, I know you're down there in Alabama, and I'm guessing there's a lot of excitement given that uh, University of Alabama-Birmingham, UAB, pulled off one of the two biggest upsets of the day yesterday, the 14 14- Seeds beating three seeds, they along with Georgia State, uh, got it done. Uh, it was exciting, don't you think? Yeah, it, it, and it was kind of surprising, you know, because UAB and some other non-conference games they had played had lost big by, by wide margins and to come into the tournament. I just, I think it kind of emphasized the point that some teams, they really, they really have a, a tendency to play tight. Correct. We just see it. Over and over and over again, year in, year out. We saw it yesterday like no, like never before. Five one-point games, which is a tournament record. And uh, it's remarkable. I think one of the things that happens is, and it was touched on yesterday by some of the announcers, that you know most of these teams, especially the lower seeds, are coming in on a roll. Many of them having won a league championship or whatnot to get there. And so they just show up with tons of confidence. And I think you combine that with, again, the higher seeds, uh, you know, the basketball factories, uh, if you will. Uh, they play a little tight, too, a lot to lose, not that much to gain. And, and, we, and, we, and we get the result that we see yesterday. It's remarkable. Yeah, John, you know, it's rem- I think it's uh, intriguing that these games are so low scoring. They're, they're, right. you know, they're so, so low scoring. And uh, it's incredible when you have the three-point line and you still have trouble getting past 60 points. It really is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I love college basketball. I mean, I covered the American Athletic Conference men's and women's conference championship postseason tournaments last weekend in Connecticut and uh, 
you know, the, the one thing I don't like uh, is so many timeouts at the end. It's just there's, there's, there's no flow. And I noticed a couple games yesterday where teams were not calling timeouts. They were just sort of going for it at the end. Right. Uh, kind of trying to catch the other team off balance, I guess. And uh, I loved it. I really did. I just thought it just enhanced the flow of the game dramatically. I really did. John, you know, the great, greatest coaches in the world, I mean, they practice those types of situations prior to the game. They're not trying right. to, you know, uh, you know, create something uh, new to the game of basketball in that last timeout. Where, I mean, you want to run some plays that you've done during the week that are, you know, consistent with your philosophy and get the ball to the scores. So, I mean, it's not that difficult. You know, practice those plays over and over. You get to the game, you know, it's going to be close. All these games are close. Most, you know, a lot, of, quite a few games when you get in the tournament. Run it. Let you know. Let let your te- let your team execute what you've practiced. Exactly, exactly. It was you know, I mean, UAB. There, you know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it strikes me that they have you know a pretty good history of uh, you know of playing uh, playing in the tournament. Uh, I mean, how. how how familiar are they with NCAA tournament play? I mean, they certainly played yesterday like uh, they've been around the block once or twice. Yes, you know, John, they, they've, had their, they've had their moments through, through the history of the tournament. I mean, going way back to when Gene Bartow was there, I mean, they upset Kentucky, and then, uh, heck, it must have been two, about two decades or so later, probably more, they did it again. You know, so they have definitely... Uh, been the David that was able to knock down Goliath in their basketball history. I mean, it's not something unfamiliar to the people in Birmingham and in the state of Alabama. I didn't think so. Um, Gene Barto, he used to coach UCLA, right? Correct, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I believe he came after he coached UCLA, he came to UAB, and he, he uh, was the founder of that basketball program, actually. Wow. That's amazing. Georgia State. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, go. I mean, uh, yeah, Gene Bartow, I mean, he, he's like the, uh, if you will, he's the, the Bear Bryant of UAV. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, he's, uh, you know, they're doing him proud. And speaking of the other big upset of the day, the 14 seed losing to the three seed, uh, Georgia State. And speaking of in creating programs, I believe that. That's the one that just a couple of years ago, Bill Curry, former Packers center and well-known coach and player, I think he founded the Georgia State football program just a few years back, correct? Yeah, that's, that's correct, John. And uh, here's another name from the past, Lefty Drizel, coached at Georgia State in his wow. years. Okay. <laughs> Big name. <laughs> uh, wow, that conjures up a lot of memories Uh uh, Love those Maryland teams under Lefty Drizel. To put it mildly, we talked a while back about uh, you know, some of the players that went through there. Tom McMillan, Pennsylvania high school legend, to say the least. Uh, Len Elmore, uh, Len Bias. Uh, although I'm not sure he was still around under Lefty. He may, he may have been under 
Gary Williams. I'm not sure. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he he was with with Lefty. Sure was. Okay. Because uh, Lefty Giselle, he always used to call him Leonard. Okay, there you go. You 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 uh, you have a good grasp of these things uh, better than me. So. Yeah, I mean, the Maryland program, Lefty Drizel, legendary. And again, you know, Georgia State, I mean, that game was awesome. R.J. Hunter hitting the three from really 30, 35 feet easy. And then the father, his his dad, the coach, falling <laughs> off the stool after rupturing his Achilles last Sunday. And then the postgame press conference. I mean, he, he's a piece of work, and I mean that in all the right way. Oh, John, I mean, what better uh, drama can a, a father and son have uh, two games in a row, right? I mean, if, if if they don't win another game in the tournament, uh, I mean, they've made history together as a father and son, and, and they've enjoyed themselves, and they've they put their program on the map by beating, you know, Baylor. So it, it was great. I mean, it, that, that's what the tournament, you know, the essence of the tournament is to watch these teams you know, it's the David Goliath theme, and more. You know, David beat Goliath, John. People always forget that, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Good point. Uh, David won that battle, and I do mean battle. Um, yeah, and you know, just to divert ever so slightly, the college football playoff, of which you and I were out there in Dallas in January for the first ever one. You know, ultimately, and we talked about expansion and whatnot, you know, ultimately, and I said this then, I'll say it now with even more emphasis, somehow that college football playoff, I hope in future years, is somehow able to capture this Cinderella element in some way. And I know we're talking, you know, expanding to eight, if not 10 or 12 teams, uh, where you're going to get for, you, you know, just as an example, the Boise states of the world, the, the hot, you know, the smaller college that somehow undefeated or whatever gets into that college football playoff and, you know, obviously wins the game. <laughs> and, you know, cause I think everything we see in March madness, boy, you put that in the college football postseason. And now you're talking something really special there. Yeah, John, that that's even. Uh, I think that's even uh, Goliath's bigger cousin. Right, right. I mean, that's the holy grail. Not that it, the CFP is going to be awesome. It already has been awesome in year one. It will grow like there's like nobody's business over the next few years. It, you know, it'll be Super Bowl like. It already showed flashes of that in in literally in year one, as you and I. Uh, witnessed firsthand, and uh, but you know, at the end of the day, the holy grail in my mind is, and what makes March Madness so unique, is that just Cinderella element. Watching, here's a good example: watching that Harvard North Carolina game last night. Obviously, rooting hard for Harvard, based here in Boston, Cambridge, and uh, that crowd at the end was going nuts. There was one particular, when the guy made the three-pointer and got fouled, and then there was, I think, uh, a shaky call against Harvard, and they were booing. I mean, that's what sports is all about. I, I just thought that whole entire arena, you know, with lots of powder blue in there, by the way, but it was so loud for Harvard at the end of that game. It was just incredible. Yeah, John, and you, you brought up a good point. You know, in, in basketball, uh, slightly different than football, 
more than likely those officials are going to have a say in the final outcome because, I mean, just the way the game is played, there's an opportunity to call more fouls and, and, uh, you know, disrupt the game from somebody's standpoint. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, they're only human. I mean, you get caught up in emotion and stuff like that. And, you know, I've been to a number of tournament games. It's, It's a really unique experience where, you know, you have fans of all four schools or more, you know, in the arena and one team loses. So they're selling tickets after the game outside for the second games. And it's a really fascinating dynamic. So you have what I'm trying to say is you have a fair amount of neutral observers in there. And once one of these Cinderella teams, you know, makes a game of it, as you get maybe midway in the second half, they all jump on the Cinderella's bandwagon, to put it mildly. And it's, it's really unique in all of sports. Yeah, in, instantaneous alumni, Subway alumni. Exactly. And, there you uh, go. It, 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 adds to, it adds to the atmosphere of the games, and, it, and, and I, I know it comes through on the TV that the, the crowd has, has taken a liking to a, you know, that Cinderella-type team. Oh, absolutely. Big time. And, uh, you know, I, I touched on Harvard and, you know, I'll throw in the Northeastern Notre Dame game. I mean, the two Boston schools and, you know, I was in a place yesterday that was going nuts for Northeastern and people who weren't joined in as they, you know, made a game of it with Notre Dame. Bottom line, Harvard and Northeastern both had the ball in their hands, both behind but with a chance to win it in the final seconds. And uh, neither could get it done, unfortunately, but it was just really, uh, you know, tremendous theater. I mean, UAB and Georgia State, they did get it done. It's not easy to get it done in those closing seconds. And the flip side is, you know, the North Carolinas and the Notre Dames of the world, you know, with their pedigree, they made the plays at the end of the game to get the victories. Yeah, John, you're right. I mean, you get some of these teams that are that are trying to overcome the Power Five teams or or basketball programs, and and really it comes down to that one single play in in the entire game. You yep. you battle, you know, for those forty minutes, and it comes down to those last few seconds. Uh, you know, maybe the other team you know doesn't get it to the right shooter. Uh, maybe somebody sets a nice screen, and and the three point shooter is wide open. He hits it. I mean. He, it, it really, it comes down to one single play in some of these games. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's as good as it gets. You know, as Harvard and Northeastern brought the ball down the court, knowing that, you know, they could basically win the games on that possession, it, it was, you know, beyond exciting. And, uh, you know, and there was a bunch of other ones, too. I mean... The Cincinnati-Purdue game, Cincinnati won by one. That was great. The game was there for the taking with uh, Purdue seemingly having the upper hand. I watched the end of uh, the NC State-LSU game. That was awesome where the guy tipped it in. Uh, Oh, my gosh. That was just an incredible ending. Uh, I I think he'd had his first bucket, you know, right before that. you know, so two buckets the whole game and both in the final minute. 
to basically win that game. Uh, the UCLA-SMU game, what did you think of that one? Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was kind of a controversial ending. And, uh, you know, Larry Brown playing his former team. And, uh, and UCLA is the team that everyone thought shouldn't be in the tournament. They come up big winning the game. I mean, that, that had all the storylines that you, you can need for one day, just, just in that single game. So, so that, was, that was fun and exciting. Very, very well. You know, I got to see Larry Brown up close and personal last week up in Hartford, Connecticut at the American Athletic Conference postseason tournament. And, uh, you know, it was like being in the midst of greatness. I mean, he is a true legend of the sport. And, uh, you know, tough way to go out. And, boy, what that senior said who, you know, was called for the goaltending. I mean, I guess he sent out, a, you know, his post-game press conference was heart-wrenching. And then I guess he sent out a tweet that, you know, basically said, you know, all the two-a-days, all the work, all the years. And to have my, see, you know, my college career end like this is just too much to take. I mean, you know, it just made you feel terrible, to say the least, for the kid. Yeah, I mean, John, I don't know how you felt about the play, but I I don't think it was correct. Yeah, it's just, boy, everybody's all over the place on this one. Um, you know, I, I, I hate to see a game end on that kind of a call, but, you know, it's as old as the hills. You, you know, you just don't go near a ball heading towards the rim. That's almost like a foundation of college basketball. Like you, you teach that on day one and bitty league as we used to call it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You know, I, I think, yeah, I think I would have just, I, I mean, I'd, I'd have to just let that one ride if I was an official, but you know, it's in split seconds. They have to make the call. And, uh, I just don't see how they, they allowed it. Yeah, I mean, one thing's for sure. You know, you, you know you, Larry Brown said he's never seen it before. That's all you need to know. If he's never seen it before, nobody's <laughs> ever seen it before. <laughs> it never I mean, happened. He, I think he, he's been around for about two, three uh, centuries, right? Exactly. Not to mention an NCAA game, of all, of all things. But uh, lots more to talk about on the other side. But why don't we uh, take our break now, and we'll still uh, stick with March Madness after the break. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Hey, Boston, do you love sports? Well, the greatest sports city in the world is now hosting the greatest sports conference on March 28th and 29th at Babson College. Come and hear ESPN's Jai McMullen, Celtics coach and owner Brad Stevens and Steve Pagliuca, and many more talk about how they broke into the sports industry, the business of sports, and the power of networking. Tickets are going fast and on sale now at ShootingTouch.com. Nike, New Balance, Red Sox, iSlide, 47 Brand, Adidas, and many more will be there. Will you? Again, tickets on sale at ShootingTouch.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. Join the show. The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we uh, ended the previous segment talking about the SMU-UCLA game, Coach Larry Brown. Uh, I was, you know, disheartened because... Last Sunday, I sat on the baseline and watched SMU Connecticut. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, the XL Center in Hartford, which you know well, was banged out, going absolutely crazy. Uh, as, you know, Ryan Boatwright and uh, UConn, the defending national champions, who had won with crazy endings the two days previous, mounted another comeback as you knew they would, and... Bottom line, SMU held him off, so I was rooting for SMU. I mean, I felt like I, you know, got to know him. I sat in on the post-game press conference with Larry Brown and, you know, was, was thinking of you. You would have enjoyed it. It was a great tournament and a great, uh, and a great way to end it. I mean, it was a true championship atmosphere in Hartford, as UConn Nation was like, just in a frenzy. I mean, for UConn, it was a play-in game. They had to win to go, and they didn't. But uh, until they lost, it was it was certainly great theater. Oh yeah, it's a nice way to to uh, cap the conference tournament championship game. And the home team is is one of the uh, participants, and and they they played you know SMU strong right to the end, and just fell a little bit short. They did. Uh, I can truly say, and you know downtown Hartford better than me. I've been there a few times, not a lot. I've never seen, you know, I've never seen downtown Hartford so alive as I did. The game was at 3.15 at 2 o'clock when I got there. Fans were just lined up the whole way out into the street, waiting to get in. And it was just uh, the, the streets around the XL Center were just alive. And it was just so much fun. Uh, complete electricity. So I just, you know, I know Mike Oresco and the rest of the AAC staff had to be thrilled. Uh, not that I know they're partial, but, you know, that it ended up with the host team, so to speak, being actually in the championship game, leading to a tremendous, uh, you know, sold-out arena that was electric, and I'm sure it came across very, very well on TV. Yeah, uh, John, as you said, the host team was uh, in the championship game, but you you know you want to always see your league being represented by the stronger team, and I think SMU was this year. So you know, even though they lost in the, the first round on that controversial play, 
I think I think people would be happy for the AAC that SMU was uh, the representative. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I know the AAC is near and dear to your heart, and you'll be happy to know if you don't already that next year's uh, championship, men's basketball postseason championship tournament, will be down south in Orlando. Uh, same time, you know, in March, third week of March or whatever. And, uh, so yeah, hopefully you can make it over. Yeah, that, that's an excellent choice. I mean, you can, if you can't enjoy yourself in Orlando, then you better, you better go home. Exactly. Well, Orlando, of course, is the home of, uh, University of Central Florida. Uh, I covered a game they played in last Thursday, opening round game against East Carolina. And Coach Jeff Lebo, I might add, and uh, that was a fabulous game overtime. Uh, and then I covered the UConn women, and then the uh, you know UConn men, both playing University of South Florida. Bottom line, you know the American Athletic Conference, you know, is such a far-flung geographic entity that uh, you know. But I think they have a they obviously have the the strong Northeast foundation with temple and yukon but you know i think they're uh, i like seeing them establishing their presence down in florida with usf and ucf both of whom made uh you know very positive impressions up here in connecticut last weekend in the men's and women's side yes yeah, a popular state you have a few teams down there and from the conference you might as well uh start off with you know the men's basketball tournament in florida exactly uh, what better way to take advantage of that florida base than uh having a tournament there in march given the winter we've had i wouldn't have minded if it was this march but <laughs> um, I, I i would have enjoyed spending last weekend in florida but uh it was also nice to drive just a an hour and a half down the road to connecticut for all these games too so it was really really uh Wonderful, to say the least. Uh, so, first round, well, I guess is now it's called the second round. What feels like the first day, but with the play-in games, I guess this is technically uh, the second round. Um, play continues today. We've got some of the heavyweights going again. Uh, Kansas, Wichita State playing out in Omaha. And uh, Providence, who I believe is the only New England entry left after... Harvard and Northeastern went down playing. Uh, yeah, it's going to be another great day. What can you say? It's, it's just there's, uh, you know, one of the great two days in sports are yesterday and today. Yeah, John, I, I think if I had to make a selection today, I mean, there's so many good games, but I would look at that Wichita State-Indiana matchup because the winner, you know, things work out, uh, probably be playing Kansas and you know for Kansas Wichita I mean enough said right or yes. you get the two power names Indiana and Kansas and I know Indiana their coaches um it's getting warm up there in Indiana this time of year Tom Crean uh if I'm not mistaken the and I'm not mistaken he's the brother-in-law of the Harbaugh's I guess he's married to John and Jim's sister correct Cor- correct that's right and then the, the Harbaugh's are um, related to the Godfrey's. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, you know, you make a good point because I just saw something uh, just this week about 
this whole Wichita State, Kansas thing. I just never heard of it. Of course, no, they're both in Kansas, obviously. But with the rise of the Wichita State program, they went to the Final Four last year, right? It was last year, year before, they sure did. And uh, that coach, he is hot as a pistol. I mean, Absolutely. He, he, he's turned down Power Five conference uh, teams and left hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table. Yeah, he's a great interview, very likable. His name again is uh, Greg Marshall. Greg Marshall, yes. He's, you know, I've seen him interviewed, very likable, and, you know, shocker nation, uh, you know. They've had quite a rise here in recent years. They're they're kind of, in a way, almost like, uh, you know, the successor to Butler, it feels like, you know, where they're they're just deep into the tournament as a smaller school and a, and a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, John, he, I mean, he's had the ability to just sit uh, in Wichita because not only does he have a, the jet that they use for recruiting or any basketball type of business, but his family has access to that. Uh, as well, they haven't taken a commercial flight since he's been. I don't think. <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, to get back to my original point, I guess Wichita State, no surprise, has been clamoring to play Kansas, who has not scheduled them, at least according to the report I heard. Uh, and lo and behold, it may come to pass here in the tournament. And it sounds like if they both win today, that'll happen on Sunday. Is that correct? Yeah, that that would be some. I mean, something for the state of Kansas because I did hear an interview with Bill Self and they asked him directly about scheduling Wichita and he had an answer that I couldn't really decipher, but they weren't playing at Wichita anytime soon. Correct, correct. Well, you know, uh, I've seen this before many times. Uh, We all have in many, many different states. And... uh, so, yeah, I hope they play on Sunday. I'm going to root for them both today. I mean, Wichita State is, uh, you know, everybody loves them. How can you not? They were close to going undefeated, was it, last year? Last, either one of the last two years or whatever? Right, right. And uh, I believe it was, I think it was Kentucky beat them. Right, exactly. That's it, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun again, you know. Lots of great games today, and again, it's just uh, truly a magical time of year, uh, to put it mildly, and just can't wait to see how it all unfolds. It's, again, you know, 16 games, of which the first two, probably the third, is starting right about now, or just a few minutes ago, around 1.30, uh, you know, are underway, so I'll be watching, and I'm sure you will. It's going to be a fun, long enjoyable day yeah it sure is and it is every year john march madness march madness truly nothing like it uh i won't talk about my bracket uh i don't (laughs) think anybody will i I, the most interesting stat i heard i think by evening yesterday six seven in the evening i think i heard that uh less than one percent of espn brackets they were saying this on espn uh, we're perfect as of, you know, six hours into the tournament. Yeah, I think if you put somebody on the rack, John, that, that'd be the last thing they'd admit to their bracket. Yeah, exactly. Uh, very well said. Uh, well, why don't we take another break? Lots more to talk about on the other side, and uh, and we'll get to it after the break.
Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey Boston, do you love sports? Well, the greatest sports city in the world is now hosting the greatest sports conference on March 28th and 29th at Babson College. Come and hear ESPN's Jai McMullen, Celtics coach and owner Brad Stevens and Steve Pagliuca, and many more talk about how they broke into the sports industry, the business of sports, and the power of networking. Tickets are going fast and on sale now at ShootingTouch.com. Nike, New Balance, Red Sox, iSlide, 47 brand, Adidas, and many more will be there. Will you? Again, tickets on sale at ShootingTouch.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn you're listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before we get started, my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing is, of course... March Madness, all weekend long, and sticking with our theme of March Madness throughout the show. AP, you talked about, you know, the Indiana-Wichita State as being, for you, the most intriguing game of the day, and I totally agree. It's definitely right there. One that intrigues me additionally is uh, Buffalo at West Virginia. Back in the day, I covered the West Virginia Mountaineers and, uh, you know, Bob Huggins, Quite the resume is their coach, and it's the dreaded 5-12 seed matchup, which is achieving near legendary, uh, you know, status uh, as that has been analyzed. I never knew that really until all the analysis started this week on how many 12s have beaten so many 5s. But speaking of coaches, the coach of Buffalo, none other than Bobby Hurley, and speaking of which... uh, his father, uh, the legendary coach, high school coach down in New Jersey, is actually affiliated with the organization who is uh, hosting the Springs Conference I'm attending next weekend. So, uh, <laughs> I know, six degrees of separation, but... <laughs> yeah. 
the reason I'm bringing all this up, in addition to it being a potentially excellent matchup, is that the I Hate Christian Leitner show debuted uh, last Sunday night. I, uh, and I watched it when I got home from the UConn uh, SMU game, but uh, I must say I hated the name of that show. I'm not a big fan of the word. So didn't love the the title of the show, but I thought the show was well done. And Bobby Hurley was just uh, front and center next to Christian Leitner, to say the least. Yeah, John, I did happen to see quite a bit of that that show, and and uh, it was very good, well done, and it was things you haven't seen. And uh, yeah, I, I I wasn't too fond of the title myself uh, because I mean. In, in this in this day and age, when all these things are going on, I think that word is very toxic, and uh, you know you have to just keep things in perspective. And I, I, I would I would have been satisfied if they came up with another another way to publicize that whole thing because they had kept saying that you know we have T-shirts and different things. So I, I wasn't too um, thrilled. I agree, and we're not alone. I've heard you know other people come out against it, and. Uh... You know, but it was what it was. Uh, again, just not my favorite word. Toxic is is a good description. And uh, but you know, it was a fascinating show. It just brought back so many memories. I mean, Bobby Hurley. Uh, again, you, you know, just a fascinating New Jersey tough kid. There's no other way to say it. And I re- I it just I can remember like yesterday watching those famous Duke UNLV games. Uh, especially the second one when Duke pulled the upset to ruin their undefeated season. And, you know, Bobby Hurley, Hurley and Leitner were obviously front and center, uh, you know, especially here just a couple months after the passing of Jerry Tarkanian. Uh, you know, it was really, really a fascinating show. And, of course, Coach K, to say the least, uh, giving his thoughts, which I thought were, as usual, you know, honest uh, which is, you know, honest and insightful. When I interviewed him, that's how I found him to be. Yeah, and I, and I think about about Christian Leitner that he was a winner. I, I mean, if you had him on, I mean, that's the way I viewed him. If he was on my, if you, if you were looking for somebody to put on your team to bring a winning attitude, you'd want him in the foxhole because he was uh, tested. His entire career, and very few times he didn't deliver. Um, I was able to see that team play, and he hit that uh, shot when he took the ball out of bounds on the side against Connecticut. They threw it back to him. He took one dribble and stepped in, did like a double pump about 12 feet, hit that shot, and Connecticut was, you know, seconds from going to their first ever Final Four. That would have been in Denver, Colorado. Exactly, and. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you know, you talk about remembering where you were. I remember I was getting off a plane in, in Boston from Orlando. I had spent the week in Disney World and literally landed moments after Leitner had hit the shot to beat Kentucky, one of the most famous shots ever. And, you know, even in the airport, like at the baggage claim, it was like a frenzy. You know, it really was. I got a, I got a phone call. These were the infant days of cell phones and whatnot. I think I had like a walkie-talkie-sized cell phone with me. And, you know, or one of those Motorola flip phones. And, you know, my, somebody called me and just said, did you see that? Did you see that? And needless to say, I got 
home quickly so I could see it. Uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, I guess Leitner is the only player in history to go to four straight Final Fours, correct? You know, John, I'm not positive of that, but I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I, I mean, it's hard to remember somebody going to the Final Four uh, four consecutive times like like he did. And, of course, he was an instrumental figure in every, every time. And, and uh, one, thing, one thing we were talking about before, John, was um, that West Virginia-Buffalo game with Bobby Hurley. I mean, this is the first time Buffalo's ever even been in the tournament. Wow. I did not realize that. Um, tough to digest all the information going around, but that is an interesting fact. And isn't it Buffalo that just recently had Turner, Turner Gill as their football coach, but I think he moved on? Yes, yes. I think he's at Liberty now. Liberty, yeah. He's at Liberty now. But um, Well, they get yeah. big-name coaches. I'll give that to them, that's for sure. They sure did, and, and uh, you, have to, you think that if there's an opening... Bobby Hurley's name will be mentioned prominently. Yeah, well, again, uh, I want to re-emphasize his father is a legendary high school coach in New Jersey. I believe it's St. Anthony's. Uh, yeah. Legendary. There's no other way to say it. Like an all-timer by any standard. So, uh, you know, he has good coaching genes, and he certainly showed that as the point guard for Duke. And then to bring it full circle, Buffalo. I found it interesting. I I probably knew, but I forgot Christian Leitner had grown up in Buffalo, and I found this stuff with his big brother and everything. Uh, uh, toughening him up, shall we say, as fascinating. I did not know that about him at all. Yeah, many times, John, when you're trying to profile an individual, I think the best place to start is how they were raised. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree, and... Uh, Leitner's big brother certainly, uh, you know, instilled the edge that was his uh, was Christian's trademark, to put it mildly. Yeah, they, they could have had a subtitle, and I hate Christian Leitner's brother, too. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would have been good. Um, yeah, well, you know, we may not have been thrilled with the name, but, you know, loved the timing. I mean, it was just, you know... What better, what better way to really get ready for March Madness than to, you know, have that show last Sunday night when, you know, literally a couple hours after the selection show ended and just have that be, you know, so appropriate. I mean, it really, really got me in the mood. Like I said, I was literally watched it, you know, soon after attending the SMU UConn game. Um, so it, it was great. It was just a great show and a great way to... Get me ready for the next three weeks. Oh yeah, it was, it was fabulous, and uh, it should be quite a tournament. I, like I said, I think I still believe it's the Kentucky Invitational. <clears throat> I totally agree. Um, here's the difference: what we talked about earlier. You know, I said this before: teams that were had a chance to beat Kentucky late in the game this year, a couple times. LSU comes to mind. Georgia couldn't get it done. You know, can somebody like that get it done? But, you, you know, and, and it could be a high seed against Kentucky. I mean, uh, that that is the great fact. They're going to have a close game or two, I think. Um, so can whoever it is get it done late? Nobody has been able to do it. They, everybody has shrunk as Kentucky has risen in the final couple minutes of close games this year. Yeah, yeah I agree with everything you said, John, in that last few statements. 
All right, AP. Well, thank you again for calling in. Your expertise, your perspective is always welcome, and we appreciate it. Well, thank you, John. Really appreciate it, and uh, enjoy March Madness. You too, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.